Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. I am your host, Adam Healy. Today we have the pleasure in having Jordan Hansen with us. Jordan is beat reporter for the Missoulian. He also writes prep sports for the Missoulian as well. He also writes for 406 Sports, votes in the AP Top 25. Uh, Jordan, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Adam, great, great to be on here and great, always great to talk a little bit of Grizz basketball uh, for sure. What I first wanted to get into, Jordan, is where were you at when you heard the news of the Big Sky canceling the tournament last year? Uh, How were you feeling? What did that look like? Yeah, so um, that kind of happened pretty, pretty early on the morning. Um, I was, uh, I was actually in Missoula, uh, Bill Speltz, our sports editor. Um, he usually takes the, um, the big sky basketball tournament. He covers the, the women's, uh, the, the, he covers the lady Grizz. And, um, so he was down there, um, covering, covering both teams for us. So I was up in Missoula and we actually had the class C, um, basketball tournament, um, as well as the, yeah, the, the, the class C boys and girls, a uh, basketball tournament in Dahlberg. So that was what I was actually doing, which is pretty crazy. Cause, um, I just remember, um, cause I'm, I'm a big Oklahoma city fan. So like, I like was, was really aware of, um, all that kind of coming apart, um, on, I think that was a Wednesday night. Um, I was just sitting on the scores table, uh, with, with some of the, with some of the afternoon and late night games. And, uh, I just remember, um, talking to a couple people and being like, "Oh no, they're gonna they're gonna start canceling." And then things started to to go down go down pretty pretty quickly um, after after that. And then you know the next morning I wake up to about a couple text messages and a call from Bill and just like, "Oh oh crap, uh, we don't we're not gonna have the rest of this uh, rest of this basketball tournament." Because if you, if you remember, um, the women were I think about to either I think the women were about to play the semifinals or finals maybe. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I can't. Remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was actually the finals. Um, and the Grizz obviously were about to to get to get started with their quarterfinal um, game. So yeah, I was just I was in Missoula, and we were just kind of all just kind of you know dumbstruck, awestruck. We were all just kind of scrambling um, to 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 see what would happen and how that would you know kind of go down. So um, it was it was definitely a, a rather a rather strange thing. And then you know a, a couple of days later, Tom uh, Warsh just saw the. Um, commissioner of the big sky had had a big call and kind of explained it and i, I kind of got a few more things out of that and yeah it was just it was definitely it is definitely a wild time um especially with how quickly the um high school tournaments kind of just all of a sudden you know right before the right you know right right after the semifinal games how those all just kind of got canceled so on on that friday so that, that so that was just a pretty crazy pretty crazy uh um really 48 36 hour period there for sure as things kind of started to to, to really shift yeah, and it really it really started from top down. Like you know, it started for the NBA, and then after the NBA had canceled a couple of games, it just trickled down into the NCA and then to you know high school. It was it was it was relatively fast. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and it just it just it just kind of just and that really just sparked so many so many other things that you know have have gone on since then. So yeah, no, it was just it was really quick and um something that I was kind of I was I was I was honestly like mentally prepared for like that to happen because I I could kind of see um it things kind of sort things kind of trending that way a little bit, but um it, it it definitely still it still was a it still was a shocker for sure. Yeah, definitely. So. On to, you know, this year, you know, hopefully we're going to have a season and we're going to continue on with with sports. Uh, what are you looking forward to this season? 
<laughs> just getting games in, man. Um, <laughs> you know, like at, at the at the end of the day, I mean, we, we've already had between men's and women's, we've already had 15 Big Sky games, I believe. Um, you canceled, postponed, switched around. Um, so you know, and, and it's just going to come down for all of these teams. Can you get the 13 games in to be eligible for the in-state tournament? Um, and and so I think that's going to be. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm I'm definitely definitely a little bit nervous about how things are going. And I mean, just already, I mean, you know, you, you, you know, Montana Texas shut down its pro its basketball programs and, you know, uh, NAU has had a bunch of issues with the, with the virus and stuff, um, you know, already this season. And, um, you know, EWU has had some, some false negative tests and they've had some positive tests and, you know, they had five guys, um, five players and a, an assistant coach out for that game against Wazoo with a almost one. Um, so yeah, just really just, you know, hopefully, hopefully getting some, some, some games in the season for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It's been crazy just to see, you know, I think we're all going to have to be flexible and uh, a couple different things that I think we're going to hit on later on, but yeah, we're all going to have to be flexible and hopefully we can get those 13 games in. And hopefully, you know, if we don't, maybe I know that there's a waiver, process to to sign up for that to to get a waiver but we'll see when that hits you know how many waivers that they they you know accept and and push through so definitely definitely what are your thoughts on the the schedule yeah yeah a couple weeks ago so yeah yeah no i I can actually i can actually hit on a couple things with that so um i had like kind of heard inklings of about you know who and would who who the grizz and who who the Grizz were going to play and who they weren't going to play. So um, I actually filed an information request um, with the university for all the contracts um, from their non-con games, um, the ones that I knew. And I I'd worked with Kent Haslam actually a little bit. He was very helpful. Um, so, I, so I was able to get hold of those contracts and and get and get some of that stuff out there um, just because I was curious about the guaranteed games, about how much money that, 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 that they'd um, totally bring in, which would be about $255,000. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, even in a normal year, I mean, this would be a pretty good um, litmus test for for the Grizz. I mean, usually they'd have, you know, a game probably against an NAI school and then probably, you know, a couple games against some some fellow kind of low majors, you know, home and away kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, USC, Georgia, Washington, Arizona are all well, you know, in the in the ballpark of, of teams that the Grizz usually play. Um, USC, you know, the last time they played them was in the 2016-2017 season. But, you know, Washington and Arizona are both teams that the Grizz have played recently. Um, and, you know, with the Grizz, you know, playing Arkansas last year, they're not entirely unfamiliar um, with SEC basketball. So, you know, Georgia's another team, you know, in there that's, you know, it's a good payout for them, actually. Um, and it's a, it, it, it's one of those, you know, games that, you know, Travis really likes those, um, cause they challenge the team and they, you know, really, you know, it's some big bodies they are going up against and he, and he always, you know, feels that, you know, those kind of games, you know, kind of help prepare. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that works and it'll be interesting to see how these like, you know, double games go. Um, one thing that Travis said a couple times is that, you know, it, it's going to be a really tight turnaround and you're going to have some different kinds of, you know, quick, quick turnaround scouting stuff, you know, as opposed to, you know, playing North Carolina, Northern Colorado, um, you know, in maybe late December and then playing again, February or something, you know, those two, those teams are going to change a lot, but, you know, if you, if you play them back to back, I mean, you're pretty much playing, you know, the, the, the same team twice. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of how those things kind of play out. Um, and, you know, just, you know, who can, you know, make those quick adjustments from night to night and um, that, that, that will prepare you best for, for those games. But, you know, I, I do kind of like it because it cuts down on travel and like, you know, especially, you know, with some of these bus games, you get snow and stuff in the, in the winter. I mean, obviously the, the, the bus drivers and stuff are well-trained and stuff like that. But, you know, to me, it's just, 
just like, hey, maybe we can cut down on some of those, you know, scary moments and stuff, you know, if you're going through a snowstorm or whatever, I, and travel stuff in, in general. And I know the Grizz are probably going to be fine too, to, to, to most of these games. But, you know, I, I really do think there's some positives. And, you know, it, it's kind of cool for fans to kind of have a, you know, back to back kind of like that. Like, you know, it, it's almost like a, a, a show or a play or something. I mean, um, you know, for entertainment value, it, it's kind of cool. But, you know, obviously there won't be fans in most of these arenas anyway. But, you know, e- even even in a normal year, I think it'd be kind of cool to, 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 to kind of have those. I, I don't think it's a terrible idea to, to keep yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and, and definitely, you know, it, it brings out more of like a um, a tournament style um, season where you're going to have, you know, working on, you know, one day, two day rest. Um, and then also just, uh, you know, I, I think that getting those 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 pay games um I think as you call them, Georgia, Washington, Arizona, and USC, I think with where, you know, things are at with COVID and, 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 and money wise, I think those are really important for the the athletic department and, you know, and also, you know, those, some of those games, you know, I think, I think the Grizz could learn a lot. And I think that they, they'd be in some of those games as well. Well, and, and, and you saw the other night with USC. I mean, obviously the Grizz, you know, kind of got off to a slow start. But, you know, over the final 27 minutes, the Grizz outscored um, USC. I think it was 54 to 44. I mean, like, that's that like that's not so bad. And, like, yeah. you know, and, and, it's, and it's one of those things. And, and, and I think we'll, I think we'll probably get into this a little bit later. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, a couple things, you know, start to kind of go differently. The Grizz aren't super cold and get, you know, down. I think it was 34 to 8 at one point in that USC game you know, not, not get down big like that. And, you know, things are a little bit different, but yeah, you know, I, I think these games are good um, for, for a variety of reasons. And that $255,000 that um, about a hundred thousand that will go back to Travis um, and about 30,000 of that will be split between um, his uh, assistants. And then um, another 86,000 will go back to the university, which helps them um, pay for busing and pay for plane tickets and pay for hotels and stuff. So that, so that, so that's really where some of that money goes. And um, you know, those buy games are, are written into Travis's contract and, um, you know, it, it, it kind of helps him have a little bit more competitiveness um, with his assistant coaches and, you know, be able to offer them, you know, a little bit more bonus money. And, you know, and, and it's also incentive for, you know, the Grizz because, you know, Travis, like I said, Travis gets another hundred, Travis gets a hundred thousand um, dollars from that. So that's kind of an incentive that the university can, can kind of give him to keep him around as well, because obviously, you know, Travis is a great coach and, um, you know, he, he's the type of guy that, you know, has really, you know, built, you know, this Montana program. So, a lot, yeah. Of, yeah, a lot of different kinds of benefits to, to to those games for sure. So you know, you know, going to this two day uh, schedule or two game schedule, where you know we're going to be playing Southern Utah here in this this week. Uh, what and and I I totally think this that one key thing that you're going to have to have is you're going to have to have good coaches. You're going to have to have a good coaching um, staff where you can make changes on the fly. And, and very quickly, and you're also going to need depth, um, especially with COVID. You never know with with things um, how who you're going to have, who you're not going to have, and like you saw in the USC game, you know, the other night is we needed as many guys as we could because we got into foul trouble really quickly, which I think that kind of threw us off as well. Um, and so I think depth and and, and good coaching are going to be, you know, the <laughs> they're they're important but this year especially this year i think they're going to be even more important yeah no definitely i mean you saw travis go 11 deep um you know i think it was i think it was eight minutes into the game well i well actually it was um 
uh, Freddie got into the game like right before halftime, but uh, Travis went 10 deep by the, I think it was the um, 12 minute mark of the first half. Um, he, he had, he had already gone deep, deep, deep into his bench. I mean, shoot Kyle Owens and uh, Brandon Whitney came off the bench two minutes into the game to take out Eddie. And um, I can't remember, I can't remember who the other, uh, who the other player that, that was, that was taken out first was, but um, yeah, I, depth is going to be huge. And Travis has said that, you know, there'll be nights, especially once, um, especially once, uh, um, Darius Henderson, you know, gets eligible as well. And they have, you know, 12 guys and, you know, Robbie Beasley gets um, healthy again. I mean, they, I mean, they'll go 13 deep and I don't, and I think that there's a, a non-zero chance that, you know, Darius and Robbie, um, play, play quite a bit this year, especially Darius. And I've heard good things about Robbie as well. So, you know, it, it it'll be, it'll be one of those things that, um, you know, Travis is going to go deep this year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, what do you think the positive or positives or negatives are with with having a t- a team twice in in a matter of days? You know, you said you know mentioned um, busing and, and transportation and stuff like that, um, and we had mentioned you know it being more of like a, uh, a NCAA tournament kind of atmosphere, where not atmosphere, but you're playing games, you know, in a two day um, range. Um, any negatives you think? Just uh, injuries and stuff like that, though. I, yeah, because it's just one of those things where you're just really going to have to adjust to a a lot of different things on the fly. And, you know, maybe you throw out a different kind of defense the second day and that kind of stymies you a little bit or, um, you know, just just different things on offense as well. So I, I, I think that. Um, you know, there'll be some tired legs and stuff like that, but, you know, just with how deep, you know, they're, they're already kind of planning on going. I, I don't think that, um, you know, that will be anything that's, you know, causes a huge issue, but, um, I, I just, I, I don't really see a lot of negatives of this. I just, I think it kind of gives a little bit, um, you know, fairer, almost like, you know, you're, you're seeing a team twice in a row, it gives you adjustments and you can, you know, play them twice, um, you know, with the, with the same, with most of the same players and a similar game plan. And, and, you know, and, and like we said before, I mean, like teams really change as you go out, as you go throughout the year. So, um, it'll be, it'll, I think, I think it'll be some closer games too, honestly, especially the, especially those seconds, the, those second games that, you know, if you, you know, kind of both kind of making adjustments really quick. Um, I, I think, I think it'll be, you know, maybe even some better basketball too. So I, 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 I also don't really see very many negatives of it. Yeah, yeah. Only negative I see is, is like you said, with injuries, like it's not even like a two, like a full two days between, you know, some of these games are, you know, one game's at seven at night on Thursday and the next one Saturday at noon. Um, That's, that's a, that's a quick turnaround. Um, Especially if you, you know, later in the year where you're, you've got your nursing injuries or, or something like that. That, that's a, that is a very quick turnaround. Um, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how it goes and, you know, who knows, maybe this is something that, you know, uh, with the pandemic, it, it turns out to be a good thing and maybe we'll have it in the future. We'll time will only tell. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It'll be really interesting, really interesting to see what the, what the schedule continues to look like in the future, especially if it helps them cut down on travel costs, which is always a big issue with big sky teams. Exactly. So if someone from a team turns out to be positive. Um, you know, that's, that's probably going to be a 14 day quarantine. Um, and, you know, who knows, you know, with tracing and, and who they've been in contact with, who, who that's going to uh, eliminate, you know, you, you could have a couple players, you could have maybe a lot of players. Um, but also, you know, if, if that takes out your whole team, you know, 
after 14 days off, you're going to probably have another week to get into back to shape where you can play again. You know, that, that, that's a lot of time, you know, that's probably six, seven games, maybe um, in a 20 game conference schedule. Uh, do you think the season's going to be played? I don't know. I, 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 I go back, I go back and forth on that one a lot. Um, I'm, I'm really not entirely, like I said, I'm really not entirely sure we should even be playing, um, in, in the first place, um, for, for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I, and for the Grizz, especially something interesting that Riley said on the pregame radio KGVO is that, um, the Grizz only had, uh, seven pregame tests, which they, they're traveling with, you know, their three assistant coaches plus a trainer plus I think maybe somebody else. I don't know if they're taking any GAs um, on the road this year, but Travis has already said a couple times that um, they've had quite a few players that have already, um, you know, had the virus or, you know, have, you know, been, you know, yeah, had, like have, have had the virus. And, and, and only having seven pregame tests tells me that there's only – this is speculation, so I can't yeah. see that for sure. But it kind of tells me that maybe there's only seven guys, seven guys and staff members that haven't actually had the virus um, yet, or to, had, haven't tested positive yet. Um, so, uh, it, it, and then one of the other things that Travis said too, and your point about them getting into shape is a big one because I mean, it, it's been a thing this entire off season that you know they've had all sorts of practices go differently. I mean, I went to, I went to go to availability one day and they, I thought I was going to have practice, and then Nick Hallisey, the SID, was like, "Yeah, they're actually just having a shoot around today because they have so many guys out between injuries and the virus and stuff." So it's just. It, it, it's one of those things where pretty much every team in the country isn't in this, in the similar shape that they normally would be in. So um, it, it's a, it's a problem that a lot of different schools are, are, are definitely dealing with. So um, yeah, I, I think, I think six games is probably, you know, kind of close to what that would be. But, you know, if you are testing, you know, pretty much every day, once you have the virus or whatever, um, you know, once you test negative and probably test negative twice, um, then you'll probably be able to get back. So, you know, in the incubation period for things are differently and the, and the amount of time that you're actually, you know, symptomatic, you know, changes too. So there's a lot of different little variables um, that, that go into it, but it just means a lot of tests. And yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to, 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 to see how that goes for sure. Yeah, and definitely, you know, if that was if that's true, you know, still we're just speculating if if they a lot of the team already has had it or something like that, you know, that could be a a good thing as well cuz then you're not having a lot of people probably out since they've already had it once um possibly, you know, with getting it again, you know, who knows. There's a lot of reports out there of if you can get it, if you can get it a second time or, or, or what the probability of that is, but who knows if that will work into a, a favor of a team that's already had it a lot, if that, that'll, you know, play into something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It'll be, like I said, it'll be, it'll be, be very curious to see how that plays out for sure. So when the listeners are probably listening to this, we, you know, that we've already gone through uh, the USC game, has already gone and by and passed us and we've already um, lost that game. Um, and so hopefully uh, you're listening to this before the Southern Utah game. Uh, what are your, your thoughts on the four non-conference games 
Um, and which ones do you think UM has a chance in? You know, I, I really thought that the USC might be the USC game just being the first game of the season and, you know, kind of everything just being kind of a little bit strange and USC, you know, are giving up, you know, going to overtime um, in, in, in their first game and almost losing. Um, they were down, I think, seven points with like two or three minutes to go. And they, you know, had a pretty furious comeback to get back in that game. But, um, you know, George is one that I think they can win. Um, they can win. I, I won't certainly won't yeah. say they will or even would even bet on them to do that. But um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a team that the Grizz match up fairly decently against. Um, and yeah, it, that that one especially would be interesting. Uh, Washington, you know, the Grizz usually play Washington fairly well, um, and I, I don't really think that they have a chance against Arizona. Uh, but you know, I say that and I might eat my words in a couple weeks too. So you never know. But um, yeah, it, it, if I if I had to pick one, um, it, it would definitely probably be Georgia. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That 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 Georgia game when I saw that, I was like, "Hmm, okay, that's an interesting one." Um, I totally could see that one going um, either the Grizz way or, or very very close. And I totally agree with you that the Washington they usually really play Washington very tough, um, very tough. You know, I think that there's some continuity in, in what they do and, and what how they run things as well. So, uh, and I would agree with you. I, I don't think. Uh, just with what Arizona has, um, I, I don't think that that one's in reach. Um, I'm hoping that they play well in that one, and I think they can they can kind of do what they did with USC. Um, but I don't think that that one's going to be probably in reach of us, you know, pulling an upset. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What will what do you think the team will need to do to be successful this year? Shoot better. Um, I mean, I, like, and 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 I mean, it's not exactly that they shot poorly last year. Um, they're just going to need to find some more outside shooting. I think. Um, you know, last year it was kind of interesting. The Grizz actually were like, I think, a top sixty team in three point percentage, um, but they just didn't have the um, volume of, of three point shooting that I think that they maybe kind of needed. Um, they'll need Stedman to really establish himself in the post, which he did not do in the USC game. Um, he was kind of settling for some jumpers and some, you know, post moves that, you know, were kind of back from the basket as opposed to driving to the basket. Um, though it's hard. I mean, they, they're going against, you know, a six ten dude and a seven foot dude, you know, brothers and Isaiah and Evan Mobley that, you know, were, were tremendous, tremendous basketball players. I mean, Evan Mobley is going to be a top eight pick next year in the NBA draft. So, I mean, like, that's like, you know, kind of hard to kind of hard to go up against you know that especially being you know what you are but yeah um you know just kind of trying to you know find some way to um you know take you know have some players step up and you know take over some of that production that Saeed had and that you know Kendall kind of especially later on later on in the season you know some of the some of the things that Kendall did for the Grizz last year too so I mean those will be those will be big areas um you know, some guard play stuff uh, that I, I think that they'll need to, to get a little bit better at. But I, I mean, I, I think that I think they have all the tools that they need to, to, to have. It'll just be like, you know, who's going to who's going to step up, who's not, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you on the on the shooting. You know, I think they they've got great shooters. Um, just like you said, the volume and more of the consistency, too. You know, I think that the last you know two or three games down the stretch last year i think that's what really hurt us is just the consistency of those outside shots falling really really hurt us um 
down the stretch, you know, we would, we'd drive deep and, and kick out and those shots just weren't going, we're not knocking down. Um, I kind of saw that again um, this last game in, at the USC and just some unwillingness to shoot as well. Um, I don't know if you had saw that too, but, um, and I don't know. And I guess we can ask that later, but um, with some of the, the guards just not, wanting to shoot it or just maybe not comfortable in shooting it as well. So I uh, totally agree with that. Um, I, I was really surprised with the rebounding. Um, you know, and I know we got some bigger guys this year. That USC team was huge. <laughs> the length was just incredible. You know, like you said, there's a six ten, seven foot. And I think their other guy was like close to six eight or six nine as well that, that when they play that I believe they played a little bit of two, three zone as well, um, which was, you know, it, it was, it was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was definitely tough for them to find stuff. And I mean, I, it, it's definitely cool for Stedman that he slimmed down as as much as he has, but um, I, I also think that they kind of need a big body to kind of, you know, bang in the paint a little bit. And um, we just didn't really see that. Cause I mean, you know, Kyle's obviously, you know, a good player and, but he's more, he's more of an outside big. He's, he's not, he's not a banger and not a big post guy. So um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that rebounding goes. And I mean, Saeed was a rebound machine last year too. And yeah, they kind of need, you know, well, and, and it would have been different too, if, um, uh, if Michael and um, uh, DJ wouldn't have gotten into foul trouble as early as it would have, because DJ is a great rebounder as well. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that, and that helped make a difference too. But, um, but yeah, you know, just, 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 just some things along those lines that they'll need to, to do better. And I think they will once, once they get into big sky play, I think it'll be um, obviously some different types of athletes that they'll go against. So, so, you know, the conference preseason rankings came out, you know, ultimately, you know, Eastern Washington was one and then, you know, the Grizz wound up number two. Uh, do you agree with those preseason rankings? Well, you know, honestly, especially now, you know, seeing, uh, seeing what Eastern Washington did, you know, down, you know, a bunch of players um, yeah. against, against Washington State. I mean, that's a pretty good basketball team. Um, and obviously the Grizz are going to have um, some growing pains, I think, too. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would I would pretty much agree with, you know, between between the, what the coaches and the um, media did, I, I think that there was a pretty solid, um, you know, consensus, at least for the top two teams. After that, it gets a little bit different. Um, and Montana State's looking really good right now, too. Yeah. So, like, um, especially that, that game against UNLV, that was pretty dang impressive. So, um, yeah. And, and 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 actually, honestly, to, to, to get to something else I know you wanted to talk about, too, I, I would definitely throw in Montana State as my sleeper team for this year. Um, you know, I knew that Jabril Bello was going to be pretty solid. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he's already looking like he's going to be – um, just maybe the maybe the league MVP. I mean, he's he's look he's looking quite good so far. But I mean, Jacob Davison obviously as well. So um, for Eastern Washington. So I mean, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of really good uh, players and teams in the in the in the Big Sky this year. So it'll be interesting to see how things kind of pan out. Yeah, it, it you know I, I didn't think it was gonna be you know and shame on me I guess you know <laughs> it always I'll, always wound winds up this way you know that there's a lot of good basketball going on and the big sky but you know I, I I thought there was pretty much you know a, a top two and then you know a, a jumbled mess but you know just with some of the games that I've seen Montana State they they are a pretty good team um and you know Eastern Washington uh, they're really good and like I, I totally agree with you with with what they had um <laughs> they should have had that game 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of questionable calling uh, that happened in that game that I thought could have went the other way. And, and Wazoo was really fortunate to uh, uh, win that game. Um, what And like you said, my the sleeper team question, I totally agree with you. I think one team that, you know, probably isn't going to be in the forefront of, of many people, but just the way that they play and just the season that we're going to have, I really think Portland state, you know, with the way that they play, I really think that they could probably pull some upsets and be that type of a sleeper team um, with the way that they play. Yeah, definitely. He'll just be interesting to see if they can actually play. I mean, there's already been some questions yeah. You know, in Washington State's uh, button things up a little bit. The same thing with Sacramento State, too, and some of the, the different things California is doing as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they even play this year. But, yeah, no, I I, I would agree. I think Portland State's going to have a chance to, to to be pretty solid this year. Um, you know, I, I do kind of like um, Northern Colorado a little bit. Um, I think Weber's got some stuff coming back too. So I mean, there's there, there's definitely a couple teams that I think um, will 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 have a chance to uh, make some noise. So if if I uh, told you to give me your top five teams, what would you say? Uh, I would definitely um, not in honestly any particular order outside of the top two, but like uh, Eastern Washington, UM. Um, you know, I, I'd throw Montana State in there. I'd throw Northern Colorado in there. Um, and then, and then I'd probably, I'd probably go with you. I'd probably say Portland state as well as to kind of round out that, that top five with especially those last three kind of being, um, a, a little bit, um, you know, in, 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 in kind of a mix. So, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I totally agree with you. I, I, I had Eastern Washington in, in Montana one, two, and then, uh, Montana state closely behind. And then I had Weber state four and Portland state five and then northern colorado um right behind portland state just because you know with they've got some things coming back but also just with a new coach how that will work with just this type of a season that we have it'll be interesting to see how that plays a part in that yeah yeah no no absolutely and um just you know kind of just seeing like like i like we've been kind of saying just how things will will kind of play out as as, as we go down the as we get on the list a little bit so what do you think? Should we be surprised this year with this season? Are, 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 should we, you know, expect to be surprised with results of this season? Um, if, we, if we have a season? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I think that um, it'll be, it'll just be a surprise. You know, I think games will get, you know, switched around and, you know, we've already seen that with NAU and Eastern Washington now playing on the 18th and the 19th of December. Um, so, I mean, that's going to play a factor. And if you, if you've been preparing for a team all week and then a day, you know, before the, before your doubleheader is supposed to start, you're like, well, you can't play those. And are you going to try to switch around that with somebody else? And, you know, are you going to extend the season out? Are you just going to cancel those games? Are you going to try to put them on a Monday and a Wednesday and then try to play on a Friday and a Sunday? I mean, like, I, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, different, you know, kind of strange things that are going to happen. So um, I, I think if, I think just the, the, the schedule itself and just how that plays out are going to be maybe the, the most surprising thing. Yeah, definitely. One thing that, you know, the Grizz needed to shore up, like we've talked about a little bit is that outside shooting. Do you feel like, you know, they've done uh, enough, you know, with recruiting and just player development to kind of shore that up? I mean, um, I was a little bit surprised to see Cam Satterwhite go 0 for 7 behind the arc. Um, he did not have a good debut 
um, for the Grizz. Um, that was definitely a little surprising. Um, you know, it looks like Kyle's going to be a little bit more, a little bit less hesitant, excuse me, um, to shoot the three ball this year, which is big. Um, Josh Vasquez is going to need to get his three point stroke, um, kind of dialed in, um, Josh, uh, Bannon, you know, he's going to be a guy that can shoot the three. Um, you know, how much time is Eddie going to get? Cause Eddie can stroke the three. Um, you know, Brandon Whitney looked pretty good. Um, you know, and, and Rob, Robbie's going to be a good outside shooter too. Um, so that's going to be another thing for him as well. But yeah, it, it'll be, it'll definitely be interesting to see, um, you know, what, what the, what the outside shooting kind of looks at. Cause I mean, that was, you know, and, and I think one of the issues last year was that it was pretty much just Kendall and Jared by the end of the season, yeah. it was just Kendall and Jared firing away from behind the arc. And I mean, Josh, Josh did kind of find his stroke towards the end of the year, but, uh, but, and I mean, you know, Josh actually, you know, shot the three ball pretty well throughout the year, but the second half of the season, especially he, he, he picked up his percentages quite a bit and he's going to need that. Um, you know, and, and he was playing a little bit more off ball um, in the, in that game. Whereas last year he was more of a, you know, dominant ball handler when he was in the game. Um, I mean, and, and he did play some two last year too. I mean, in quite a bit of two, especially when Saeed was running the point, but um, yeah. so, that, so that, so that'll be a thing that, that they'll need to, that they'll need to kind of figure out too. But I mean, at the same time, Trav doesn't, you know, he's not, you know, they want to shoot for percentage on threes. They don't necessarily want to shoot for volume on threes. So um you know, it's kind of not their MO, but if they're, if they're not going to shoot the three, then they need to figure out how to bang a little bit better in the paint. And I think, like I said, I think they've got the guys to be able to do that. It's just, they're going to need to be able to do it. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I saw, you know, I saw Cameron uh, or Cam Parker. I don't know if he prefers Cameron or Cam. I've heard a couple different ones. So, but uh, Cam, Cameron Parker, he was, you know, I know he's a, del- you know, uh, a deliverer and, and kind of runs things. He was, he was very hesitant on Pond trying to shoot the outside shot. I don't know if he was just kind of trying to, to, you know, be the orchestra person and, 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 and pass things out. But um, I think that's going to be important to see if, if he starts looking and taking that shot as well. And also I totally agree with you with, you know, uh, Vasquez, you know, if he can find his shot and, and be consistently with it, it'll be interesting to see just also with just the, the roster, you know, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of, and, and there, there's a lot of good talent on this team. Um, you know, by the end of the year, what shakes out and who's playing and who's, you know, who's doing what and how many minutes. I think that's going to be interesting to see, you know, go and develop through the year. You know, the beginning of the year, it's always kind of hard to say, okay, what's going to happen because, you know, in a season, there's so many things change. Like, like you said earlier, so many things change, you know, you know, not the same team that you were in the beginning that you were at the end. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And I think that, um, and, and, and one thing that, you know, the, the Grizz already flashed on, um, on uh, Saturday night was the fact that they, that they'll be able to play good defenses here. And Travis always gets his guys playing good defense. And once they kind of started adjusting to you know, USC's length a little bit um, and, and kind of, you know, trying to get into some of their better defensive sets, um, I, I think they played a lot better. So yeah, I, and, and, and a lot of things have changed, but offense always comes slow for the Grizz, or at least it has, um, you know, since I've been paying attention. So um, I, I think that's just kind of par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. So with the roster moves, that they've had this year, how have the Grizz gotten better or worse? 
I mean, they added they added a lot of ball handling. I mean, between um, uh, Cam Parker and um, you know Brandon Whitney looked really good when he was running the point. Um, and you know they've they 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 they've added some they've added some transfers. It'll like I said, it'll, how how Cameron how Cameron Satterwhite um you know how, how how he goes about you know bouncing back from a from his first performance will be big and I, I think that's a good one and you know finally having Stedman available but I mean shoot Stedman, Stedman hadn't played in a game for at that point um on Saturday you know Steady hadn't been in a game for I mean almost two years I mean like yeah. probably closer to a year and a half honestly but I mean you know he, he's a guy that just hasn't been there um and Darius Henderson's a guy that's going to be able to bang in the paint and I think I think he's going to be a big time rebounder for the Grizz too so I mean I think that's another good one as well yeah totally I was I was very surprised by Brandon Whitney um he he was not and what was awesome is he was not scared of those bigs he went directly at them and you know he's only what six one and going, yeah. going right, right towards a seven footer, like that. That took a lot, and and I was really impressed by that. Um, I, I can't wait to see uh, Beasley as well, Robbie Beasley, um, to see how how he is. I've heard some good things. I was really impressed by Josh uh, Bannon. Um, he, I know, I know, we'll get into it a little bit more too. But he he wasn't scared of the situation either. He felt really comfortable. Um, and he didn't look like a freshman at all. No, and 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 that's a guy that has um, some. Uh, I, I forget exactly what the. Um, it's the NBA worldwide. One of the things, anyway. It, it, it's yeah. a it's a program that you know a lot of like high level talents come in, and and, and even if he wasn't, you know, a guy that was you know going to get drafted out of you know, um, you know, a prep school or whatever. Um, he's still a guy that you know has some big time and you know and even some international experience. So I mean, that's that's a big thing to bring into your program, and he definitely wasn't shying away from the moment. And definitely, definitely. So how much will the loss of uh, Timmy Falls hurt or have you heard um, why he transferred? Um, I, uh, uh, um, so, I mean, it wasn't really, it wasn't really anything specific for, um, Timmy. Um, I think it was kind of a buildup of some stuff and, and, and he's a guy that, you know, they really, um, they really do like a lot. Um, I, it was just one of those things where I think that he had just kind of gotten to a point where, you know, it just wasn't going to happen, um, anymore. Um, he didn't actually have a scholarship. He had a scholarship. I won't exactly say pulled, but, um, it went to a different player. Um, he's at Cal state, uh, San Bernito now. Yeah. Um, that's what that's, that, that, that's where I heard that he's gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, ball handling and stuff, you know, he's a guy that, you know, was was pretty great at, at the point and could do a lot of things there. Could do some things defensively. You know, he'd gamble a little bit on steals and stuff, and that occasionally hurt the Grizz. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things where I think that you know, it was it was time for 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 both the the coaching staff and Timmy to to, to part ways. But um, it wasn't exactly a, a messy divorce. I think it was kind of something that was a long time coming. Yeah. Well, and this is and and you probably saw the writing on the wall, you know, with what they brought in, um, the, the amount of, of guards, um, that they brought in, you probably saw the writing on the wall as well. 
Yeah, I, I, I would definitely say that that, that that was part of it, too. And I mean, there was just a lot of, you know, young talent that 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 they want to bring in. But that's also a player that, you know, it's kind of hard to lose too with, you know, some of his ball skills and stuff like that. So but yeah, I, I think it was probably um, at the end of the day, probably best for um, both both the team and, and Timmy as well to be able to finish out, especially Timmy to be able to be able to finish out his career closer to Dublin, um, too. So, I mean, that, I th- in the Bay Area. So I think that was I think that was a big thing as well. Nice. So do you feel like the super softs will have a sophomore slump? That's a hard question. Um, I, I think one thing that is going to be tougher for Josh to adjust with is, you know, I, I don't think he's going to get quite as many minutes um, as he did last year, just with the number of ball handlers that, that the Grizz now have. You know, it's not just, you know, Saeed, Josh and Timmy, you know, really running the point. It's going to you know be a couple more guys as well. And I mean, Cam Parker, obviously, with the NCAA assist record, um, it, you know, that's going to be you know, a, a, a guy that's, you know, wants to come in and contribute and, you know, be, be a guy, be a dude right away. So, um, but I mean, you know, and, and I, I saw some good things out of Kyle um, early. I mean, DJ, you know, he, again, he just needs to figure out fouls. I mean, that was an issue with DJ last year too, is that he, he fouled out a couple of times. Um, but, you know, I, I really don't see any of these guys taking a, uh, you know, a, 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 a leap down by, by, by any stretch. I think it's a, good core group of softs and i think that they've all um you know have really bought in and really want to really want to be in montana so i, I don't think it's going to be anything where you know that they're, they're they have eyes out elsewhere too that you know sometimes can kind of you know lead to that but i i, I don't know it it's it, it, it it's it's really it's really tough to project that especially after you know uh an off season that i didn't really have a chance to see or anything like that but um yeah i, I just think it'll be adjusting to to, to different types of minutes yeah, definitely, definitely. And just, you know, with with that, um, talking about the, the roster, that, that plays a huge role in, you know, Montana too, you know, with so many new players coming in and not a, an off season, that it's going to take, you know, a little bit of time, you know, fans, you might not see a, a fine-tuned product and, and we might lose some games that maybe we should have won, I think. Um, but in the end, I think we'll be a better team. It's just going to take a little bit of time, I think, just, just for this team to kind of gel and to find their spots, and, and especially with, with how many new guys we have coming in. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and, and there definitely there definitely are, you know, uh, growing pains and stuff like that. And like you said before, there's been guys in and out of quarantine and guys, you know, just, you know, having, you know, and well, and, 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 and a guy like and, – and a guy like uh, – um, uh, Hunter Clark, excuse me, I can't think. Clark, of yeah. um, you know, he was in, he was still in Australia until a couple of weeks ago, and there are questions, you know, that he would even, you know, play this year for the Grizz. I mean, that he would even, you know, come over here. I mean, for Josh Bannon, I had a chance to talk to him before the season started, and he was taking through the process to be able to get a waiver in order to actually get to the U.S. from Australia, and it's an absolute mess. I mean, he had to go to a couple of different. Um, places in order to, to to be able to get the visa that he needed to to get out so i mean that was a that was a big thing and that's a late addition that you know a, a guy that you know they kind of figured that they might you know need this year to 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 to, to, to run you know some of those some of those guard spots too so you know it, it'll just it'll, it'll just take time and i think that you know what we see against southern utah will be interesting because i mean you know travis is probably going to shore up his rotation maybe a little bit but he, he might he might not as well i mean it, it's a thing where he's just going to need some time to, to to really figure out his rotations and, and and that always takes a while 
Exactly. So, you know, what can you tell us about the new Grizz? Uh, there's a lot, a lot of them. <laughs> what can you tell us about them? You know, well, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we can just, we can just kind of start at the top. I mean, Michael Stedman really isn't isn't a new guy, but you know, he's he's dropped, um, like I said before, is like thirty five to fifty pounds um, weight. You know, shout out to um, the Grizz athletic training staff there, Brandon Ronan and his his group. Um, they're they're great. Um, you know, he's a guy that's going to probably try to stroke the three a little bit, probably more in big sky play than now, but he's going to need to stay out of foul trouble. But he's a big body and a true post player that the Grizz haven't had in a while. Um, Darius Henderson, the, the transfer out of UMass Lowell, um, you know, again, 6'9", 220, he's a banger. Um, you know, he is going to be a guy that's going to be, um, you know, battling for those rebounds. He's going to be a good defensive player. Um, you know, Cam Satterwhite, you know, uh, has had a couple stops. Um, first Loyola Chicago was part of that Final Four team. Um, then at NAU where, you know, he was kind of a pretty, pretty versatile player for him. Um, I think that's going to take some time for him to mesh in a little bit. Um, but he knows the big sky and that's going to be, you know, an advantage for, for him. Um, Robbie Beasley, you know, had a great, 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 um, uh, senior year in high school, um, at, at Dublin, which is the same place where, uh, where Timmy Falls is from. Um, you know, just has just a great, great player um pretty highly tied to recruit um cam parker um you know he he's another transfer from sacred heart um you know he has the ncaa assist record with 24 that he set against i believe is a d3 school so you know maybe there's a little bit of you know okay well maybe the competition wasn't there but you know he's got good vision and passing and you know be a defensive player um brandon whitney's another guy that can shoot the ball um you know he's, he's a little bit he's a little bit smaller but i mean we obviously saw um you know some of his potential you know as well um josh bannon you know we kind of we kind of talked about him a little bit some some international nba you know kind of you know you know the, the the feeder program into the nba and stuff like that um you know he's a big forward he's gonna be able to play a lot he's actually taking the ball up a couple times um he's a versatile he'll be able to play a lot of different positions um and it'll be good on defense and you know can, can stroke the three as well um and then hunter clark you know he's a little bit bigger forward kind of in the same you know he's a little bit lighter than Derek uh carter hollinger but you know he's a guy that you know, we'd be able to, you know, throw in some length and, um, you know, some some help for some different rotations as well, assuming that, you know, he doesn't, uh, just assuming how much he plays this year. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the rundown on, on some of the new guys, but um, they're they're all pretty solid, and um, you know, I, I think it was a good class and, and a good and some good, um, you know, roster changes for for uh, for Trap. I have to applaud you. That was a that was a pretty amazing rundown. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I have to i have to keep i have to keep tabs on i have to keep tabs on on on, on a couple things so um i i, I try to <laughs> i try so thanks yeah so i i was i had my notes too and i was in the and i was like yep yep got that yep yep got that got that so amazing awesome uh so michael steadman you know preseason all conference uh without even stepping on the court you know have you ever heard of that and how good can you know Michael Stedman be? I think I think he'll have the chance to be great. I think he was just a little bit hesitant against USC to again to get some of those you know back to the basket moves. Um, you know he was kind of settling for some some faders and some jumpers um, that 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 he can hit. And, and but I you know I think that you know some of the 
losing the weight will change a little bit things will change a little bit for him too i mean it's always an adjustment when you drop um like that you know you're going to be doing a little bit different things maybe your conditioning is a little bit better but you know you might also be getting a little bit sore because you don't have as much um weight and muscle on you to um be able to absorb some of that content come that contact especially down when you're in the post uh yeah i got there eventually um (laughs) as far as um have i ever heard of that yeah a little bit i mean every year um the ap um you know they have uh their preseason um players of the year and sometimes there's high schoolers that are going to be freshmen in college that you know get on some of those lists um but you know, I, I think people were just really expecting big things out of him. I mean, obviously, um, you know, his, his final season, um, uh, um, you know, at uh, I'm blanking on where he transferred from, uh, San Jose. Uh, excuse me, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, his, his final season at San Jose, um, he averaged, you know, it was close to a double double. It was like 13 points, and I think it was like eight or so rebounds and a couple, you know, a block or you know, a percentage point of a block. Um, so, I mean, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, everyone was kind of expecting to, to, to bring in some, some big stuff. So I, I really think he's good. Um, you know, I, I've had a chance to see him in practice a little bit and, you know, been, been, been pretty impressed, but um, you know, I, I think he's, I think he'll have a chance to be a pretty good player. Well, and yeah, I totally agree with you, you know, losing a lot of weight when you're an athlete and then being able to, you know, actually play, you know, he, like you said, he's only, he's been out of basketball, you know, minutes, you know, there's, there's a difference in shooting a basketball and running and doing that than actually being in a game for a year and a half and then losing that much weight where he probably hasn't been in a game where he is down. I think, I think, what what was it like 40, 40 pounds, 50 pounds. Yeah. It was like, it was like it was like thirty five to fifty or something like okay. that, um, which is it's a, it's a lot of weight for anybody, and it's yeah. a lot of weight for a, a, a high level basketball player to adjust to as well. Yeah, and that that that's got a that's a that's a huge thing to get used to. You know, it might take them a little bit to get used to that. And like you said, the contact, you know, it a contact between you know a, a big like that with forty, you know, thirty to forty fifty pounds is a lot a whole a whole lot different. Uh, and then also, you know, probably playing with, you know, I, I'm sure he played against seven footers or close to that, but also just, you know, being new to playing, you know, that, that probably wanted him to do a lot more fadeaways and a lot more fading away from the basket just because he, he hasn't played basketball in a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be really just interesting to see how he adjusts that. And and I think that was one of the things, you know, for, for him getting in foul trouble in the first game. And I think he only played, yeah. what was it, 22 minutes, it looks like. Um, yeah. You know, and, and and he only ended up with two rebounds too. So I mean that those are some things that, you know, it, it's just it's just, you know, they'll there'll be an adjustment period for sure. Yeah. I was I was excited to see with him losing that weight though he wasn't scared to go into the middle of the court and kind of battle for those rebounds i saw one where he went up for an offensive rebound and you know he he tipped it and he i don't know how they call the foul i thought the foul was on him for a second and he got two free throws and so i was like okay that's that's awesome <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't scared to go battle those bigger guys and so that that's that's good to see. That's a good sign. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, that's something that Zach Payne, um, who works with a lot of the bigs, I mean, that's something that he he really stresses is, you know, battling for those rebounds, you know, like any, um, you know, defensive minded uh, coach and offensive minded coach um, with a you know, rebounding pedigree would. So, um, yeah, it, it, it'll just it'll just be really interesting to see, like I said, you know, kind of how, you know, he, he he shifts his he shifts his game a little bit. Yeah. 
So with about a third of the scoring gone from last year's team, who do you think steps up? That's a that's a million dollar question. Um, <laughs> I, I really think that DJ uh, Carter Hollinger will again if he stays out of foul trouble, um, yeah. will have a chance to 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 really take you know some of that. Um, you know, I I didn't you know really see Brandon Whitney you know doing what he did, but you know if he's the guy <laughs> that you know, the Grizz can can you know lean on to score a little bit, that's going to be big. Um, Josh Bannon, like you know, again he, he's a guy that can score. Um, and you know Kyle Owens too. I mean that you know he he put up eleven, all eleven coming in the second, you know half, and just played really well. Looked like he was in a groove. He also led the Grizz in rebounding with seven. I mean, you know he's he, he's he, and, you know especially with his outside stroke. I mean he he's got a good one from from, from the outside. So I mean I think that's another place that you know, the Grizz will get some scoring. But I, I really do think that this year is going to be very balanced. Um, you know as as far as scoring goes, um, kind of similar. You know once we once we get down to it, um, I, I really think that it'll kind of look a little bit like what you know it was last year too with some balanced scoring nights um but you know it'll be very interesting to see how they kind of adjust without kind of an alpha like said yeah well it'll just be you know going with the bigs like there's a lot of like last year we didn't have very many guys down low um you know mac anderson you know and um you know that was our true like bigger big um that we had, but you know, there wasn't really a, a bigger, a big rotation of bigs this year is totally different where you look at it and you're like, okay, well, how are you going to divvy this time up? You know, you've got Kyle, you've got Michael, you know, you've got Mac, you've got Josh. Um, and then, you know, when you bring back Darius here in, you know, the end of December, man alive, I, I would not like to be um, <laughs> coach to cure and, and kind of figure out how many minutes you're going to play these guys because, you know, all those guys could be beneficial to your team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, who's going to, you know, and I think, and it's something that Travis had kind of said too, it's like, you know, what have you done for me lately? That's one of his, that's one of his favorite um, phrases to, 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 to go to when, um, you know, he, he's looking for players. It's, it's what have you done for me lately? And that's why you saw in the second half that USC game, I mean, there was a couple switches um, of the guys that started the second half versus the guys that started the first half. And, you know, the guys that are the guys that have the hot hand, the guys that are playing good defense, the guys that are, that are getting into the, you know, the, the, the places where they need to be in their rotations on defense and switching correctly and, you know, playing, you know, you know, in different, you know, different, you know, ways that they need to be doing, you know, those are all going to be, you know, big things that are going to, you know, really, in, you know, really tell who's actually going to, you know, get minutes. And, you know, I, I you know, and, and, and especially this year, like, like, like we've kind of talked about, you know, with players possibly being in and out of the rotation in and out of the game. I mean, in the, obviously there's some injuries. I mean, DJ's coming back from uh, a wrist injury, you know, at the, you know, preseason Robbie's day to day with some sort of injury. I'm not entirely sure what, um, you know, and, and there, and there always be, you know, things like that as well. So, you know, it, it's just a lot of guys that are going to have to prove themselves. Yeah. And I, th- I thought I had saw somewhere like a hamstring, wasn't it? Robbie like had a hamstring. I don't know. And that's just speculation. I thought I had heard that, but I don't know where. Um, and, and do you know the, the logistics of, of DJ's injury? Like, was it a sprain? Was it a fracture or? I don't think it was anything too serious. Um, the last time I saw the Grizz um, in practice was probably the second week of November. And then a couple of days later, they're like, yeah, we can't have in-person um, 
we can't have in-person uh, media availability anymore and I can't go to practice anymore. So that makes things really tough um, to, to, to get kind of a, even an off the record kind of like, Oh yeah, that guy's not playing and probably not going to say much about it, but yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's tough now, especially to see kind of things, but um, it, it seemed like DJ's thing was probably a sprain. He was in a soft cast um, and you know, it, it was, it didn't seem like it was anything particularly serious. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing too serious. I don't think. Okay. So like you mentioned, you know, uh, with coach Dick, your, you know, favorite phrase being, you know, what have you done for me lately? Do you think that kind of hurts the team with uh, like more of a consistency and building that consistency? If, if you're continuing to, you know, put bodies in and, you know, I know, I know coach Dick is a great coach and I, I think he, he does that here in the the beginning of the year to kind of divvy up and, and kind of feel through of who he can rely on. And he doesn't usually do that. You know, once big sky starts, it kind of dwindles down. Um, do you think that can be a good thing or, or a negative thing? Honestly, I think the guys are just excited to be playing basketball. Um, I, I, I think, and I honestly think that might be an overriding theme. I mean, for a lot of teams this year, um, but, you know, with the Grizz having so many new pieces and stuff, I mean, it's kind of an opportunity for everyone to kind of, um, you know, be able to to, to, to to prove themselves in those situations. And I think the guys um, understand that um, and, and, and are okay with that. I, I think it's a thing where, you know, they know that their position is not, you know, their minutes aren't anything that's going to be given to them. And I think that that kind of creates an environment where, you know, guys are, you know, being very accountable for their, for their, you know, for their, for their play, for their teammates play for, you know, things they're doing and not doing. Um, and Travis recruits a very specific type of player that like, yeah, and deal with with those. I mean, he 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 gets guys that are mentally tough, that are willing to to sacrifice things for the team. Um, Travis knows how to work his guys. Um, there's you know not a whole lot of issues you know with team chemistry at all. And and, and from 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 what I've seen over the past couple of years, um, you know it, 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 it it's a and like I said, accountability. I think it's a good word here. Is that you know the the guys and in the coaching staff are keeping each other, um, you know, very, very accountable for their stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think it'll be a thing that eventually benefits them. And I think that's one of the reasons why Travis has had the, su- the success that he has too, is that, you know, he expects yeah. a lot out of his guys, but he also is, is very fair about, you know, why, you know, you might not be getting minutes or why, you know, different things are, are going the way that they are. So I, I think that could end up being a net positive for, for the Grizz. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So, the, the play is going to look a little different than it did from last year, lo- losing C. Pridget. How different do you think that the play will look like from um, last year with these new guys that we have? Big. I mean, you know, and, and you even saw it in the USC game. It was a lot of like, oh, playing hot potato a little bit with the ball. Um, I, you know, and, and honestly, I need to pull up the stat here really quick. But, um yeah, Montana's offensive possession length was 18 and a half seconds. It was an average of 18 and a half seconds in that first USC game, which was way lower than it was last, which way higher, excuse me, um, than it was last year. Because last year it was about, um, if memory serves, um, it was, yeah, it was about 17 seconds. And, and that was about, that was that, that ranked 134th in the country. So, and, and there's a lot of possessions that were shorter than that. So they are really trying to work for different shots. Um, and, and just really trying to feel each other out um, as far as, you know, who's going to be the go-to guy. And that's one thing that they do need to figure out. And I think that 
you know, something that you will probably see against Southern Utah is probably running. It's probably them running through the plays a little bit quicker um, and, 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 and trying to, you know, do, do some different things as they kind of feel each other out. Um, but when you don't have an alpha guy, like, you know, Saeed that can do some pretty incredible things with the ball or, you know, yeah. drive in and kick it out, um, you know, to Kendall or whomever, or Jared or Samuelson, you know, on the outside, I mean, that'll, that'll take some time to get that. That'll be some adjustments and some things that they, We'll need to we'll need to do differently, but you know, defensively, it's going to look very similar. And I thought against USC that looked very similar to a lot of the things that the Grits are trying to do last year. So I, I really think the big thing is going to be offensively. Um, it's just taking them a little bit longer to, um, you know, look for a better shot. So I, I think I think that's the biggest thing that that we're going to see early in the year, especially is you know them really trying to to to, to work through their offense and, and the offense will look. Like and I, again, like we we saw it against USC, will look different than it did last year. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's it's gonna look a drastically different. I I think that um, you're totally right with that. That it's probably gonna it's gonna with what what we have, it's gonna play a lot more through the post, a lot less more driving and kicking than more going through the post, um, going through the bigs and passing out. I believe with just with what we have with Michael Stedman and and the way that we have it, it'll be interesting to see how. We use our bigs and what the, some of the rotations are, you know, if you're going to have Michael Stedman and Josh Bannon or any other big, and then are you going to put, you know, uh, DJ um, as the other forward? Um, are you still going to have, you know, a lot of the ga- games last year, you had DJ down low as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, and, and one thing I actually really liked last year was when was it was when they put DJ at the five. I mean that was yeah. fun. It was it was it was, was kind of cool to see you know that kind of play out because you know they throw out like Kyle to the four or Jared to the four. Um, though I mean Jared mostly played the five, but you yeah. know throw out throw out throw one of them throw one of those guys out and you know kind of let you know DJ do some things underneath almost you know I I Draymond Green esque kind of player. Yeah. Which is really honestly who who DJ reminds me. I mean, not if you oh, see, yeah. that's a, that, that's a, that's a heady comparison. There's a lot of differences even in their even in their game. Um, I think DJ is actually a better shooter than what um, Draymond yeah. is and compar- comparatively for sure. But um, yeah. like, I, I I think I think that that's going to be a thing that you know I'd kind of like to see. And, I, and and those are all things that you know I really think that Trav is going to experiment with um, as we go through. And I I think kind of Travis kind of looks like this. Is, looks at this as, as kind of a challenge too. So, um, and I, I, I know that he's, he's, he's pretty excited about that, but there's just, there's just so much going on right now. It, it, it's hard for them to even, you know, I think sometimes kind of focus, um, you know, on the, on the actual basketball stuff too, just because, you know, there's so many different, you know, changes to, to, to how they're going about things. And I'm kind of excited. I'm actually going to talk to Riley Cochran tomorrow um, about, you know, what even just like the, the, the travel and stuff was for, for this game against USC versus, you know, what it's been in, year, in years prior to. So there, there's just, there's just so many factors that are, that are going to go into this year. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I think it'll be, this will be one of those things where, um, you know, a, a, as the season goes through, I think some things will cohese a little bit. But, um, yeah, so. Yeah, I totally agree with, you know, with DJ. I actually mentioned that to him in a interview that I did with him and, and told him about Draymond and, and how I see his game are very similar. And, um, yeah, it was it was a nice conversation. But, um, yeah, it, it it's it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how it develops. And I, I have all the faith in Coach Dekir that he'll – 
he'll, he'll do something and, and it'll be probably way different than what we think <laughs> that it'll be. But I do think that, that it'll be more through the post this year than last year. So, uh, yeah. and also like, I totally agree with you. Like last year, even you said 17 seconds, man, a lot of those possessions last year, I felt we were cooking. Like we, we came down, especially when, when it was in Saeed's hands, like he was going to, he, like when you looked at him and, and you saw him there, there was a point where, yeah, I'm going to uh, pass it, you know, or no, get out of my way. <laughs> this is like cold assassin time where I'm going to, I'm going to take this. No one's going to stop me. And it was a pretty quick, like, you know, drive down. I'm going to drive in either, you know, kick out or I'm going to go for the easy layup. So. Well, and and I think one thing that kind of goes back to something we were talking about a little bit before too is that there was not very many transition buckets in that game against USC. And again, it's it's it's, yep. it's USC, so it's I mean it, it's obviously a very high level you know of competition. But I I think that you know that's going to be a thing too is that a lot of those you know Saeed you know breakaways or you know breakaway and kick it out to somebody on the on the edge, whether that be Kendall or Josh or, you know, whomever it was last year, I think that's going to be a big thing for them too, to, 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 to lose some of those, to lose some of those, um, you know, transition opportunities as well. Um, and, and that's one thing that I think is going to be big this year is that they can figure out a way to, to, to get the floor a little bit. And again, that goes back to rebounding and, you know, certain things like that and, you know, defending well to, to force, you know, bad shots or long shots, get long rebounds, get some long passes, things like that. But I mean, that was another thing that Jared Samuelson was really good at last year too, was, you know, throwing the ball, you know, down the court. That, that was something that he really, really did well for the Grizz and, you know, something that they need to to find a guy that, you know, a, a big or whomever that's very comfortable passing, you know, some of those, some of those, some of those passes that, you know, kind of set up those breakaways. So I, I think, I think transition buckets are, are going to be another big thing. And I think that goes into some of this, you know, a, you know, average possession length as well. So it'll, it'll be interesting to, 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 to see how that, to see how that kind of goes. So, yeah, definitely. So with the amount of guy, young guys and, and new guys as well, uh, what do you think, is it pivotal, you know, to teach those expectations and to teach the, you know, what is expected in the program? Um, it, it feels like it's almost like starting over where not like all the way over, but with how many new guys you have, you've really got to le- lean on your leadership, which, you know, is pretty much going to be sophomores. Um that have you know had that experience in your program yeah i mean i think the oldest guy on the roster is mac anderson so i mean yeah um you know i it's it'll be it'll be an interesting thing to see about how that goes but i mean i i think the culture's there and i think that's what it comes down to for the most part i mean this is travis's seventh year i mean chris cobb has been there all seven um jay flores has been there i think six zach's been there for like three years now i think this is his third year um you know, it, it, it's one of those things that 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 they'll that there'll be some guys there that are are good, you know, examples. But you know, this is also an opportunity for you know some of the some of the young guys, some of the you know sophomores to really you know take some leadership roles and take you know what 
you know, what they want this team to be and what this team to look like. So and I, I think that's a good yeah. opportunity for some of those guys. And I think that'll pay dividends, you know, down the road. And, you know, those are things that, you know, if you're a really big kind of leader of a team, it also makes you maybe not want to transfer to. And now I know the Grizz really haven't had a, you know, too much of an issue with their talent transferring out, um, at, at least, you know, since I've been to Mo- since I've been in Montana and, you know, been, you know, paying attention to the Grizz or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's going to be, you know, some growing pains too. But I do know that the chemistry is good. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's a really big thing too. And, you know, obviously with, you know, Satterwhite and Parker, you know, a guy with one guy with final four experience and another yeah. guy that's been around the block, um, in the, in the big sky, you know, those are both guys that, you know, maybe haven't been here quite as, quite as long, but, you know, are, are, are going to be guys that, you know, do have some, you know, big game, big time experience. And, and I think that's going to rub off on some of the other guys. So my question to you, with the NCAA um, saying, you know, this basically this year doesn't count that that it'll be a grace period. I believe that's still in effect for basketball. I don't know. I, I believe it is. Do you believe that, you know, you're going to have maybe Michael Stedman stay on for another year um, or or what do you think? That's an interesting question. Yes, this th- th- that is the same for uh, basketball. They they did decide that this year doesn't really count. It means nobody's in a red shirt either. So that's <laughs> that's the thing as well. There's there, there's no reason to have a red shirt, and I'm not even sure red shirts exist this year. So um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Steady did say that he is kind of looking toward, or actually, it might have been Mac. That was that was kind okay. of about maybe going to a, a masters, but um, Stedman's a guy that might be that might stick around for a year. I mean, he's a guy that you know, especially if he doesn't necessarily have the year that he wants um, with the Grizz. You know, he's a guy that I think probably does have some pro potential. I mean, he's a big guy. You know, has has been around, has had some good games, has had some you know you know big things that he's been he's been able to do. Um, and I think he will be able to do for the Grizz even this year. I I I, I think that you know he he's a guy that you know as the season goes on, he's going to get more comfortable. Um, but you know, I, I, I really think that, you know, that a lot of these guys will, will, will stick around and, you know, Montana has some master's programs that, you know, are, are, are pretty solid and, you know, also, you know, not too atrocious to get into as well. So, I mean, that, you know, obviously provides, you know, opportunities for guys, you know, once they, once they get their undergraduate degree as well. So, um, you know, those things, those things all play in. I mean, you know, the pandemic will play in depending on how this, how the rest of this, you know, winter goes, um, you know, our guy is going to be like, I need to, I just, I need to get home, you know, and that's the thing with, you know, Max, the only Montana guy in the roster too. So, I mean, that's the other thing. You know, are the Australian guys going to be like, ah, man, I really just want to get back, really get back home too. And, 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 and I don't know, I don't know, I don't really know, you know, what a lot of these guys' inclinations are because a lot of that stuff's just in their head and that, and that's not things that they necessarily share even with each other. So, um, you know, it, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how, how those, you know, separate storylines play out. But um, one thing I do know is that Travis, like I said before, he has good culture and guys want to play for him and guys know that they'll have opportunities post-grad to, to play pro basketball if they, if they stick around with him. So I think those are all, you know, big um, indicators. And, you know, again, everything depends on, you know, what's kind of your pro outlook going to be, what's, you know, what are the scouts telling you, you know, are you a guy that, you know, that, you know, maybe want to, maybe wants to go play in Europe, you know, diff- different, different things like that so um a lot of a lot of a lot of moving parts for a lot of these different things but um you know hopefully hopefully the guys stick around exactly exactly you know you could really see some really growth in these players you know with them being uh freshmen and sophomores and and you know when they get to their junior or senior year uh, you could really see 
a, a really great potential with uh, with a team. So, uh, who is your sleeper? Your sleeper player. You know, we did the sleeper team. Well, who's your sleeper player to watch for to, this year? I swear to God, you it would have been Josh Bannon even before his performance. Um, I kind of knew he was probably going to start. Um, you know, in, in the weeks prior, um, he was a guy that. Um, I was told a couple of times that had really flashed in practice and a guy that they were really excited about, um, you know, not even huge kind of recruit, but yeah, Josh, Josh was, Josh was going to be that guy um, with a, with a close second being Robbie Beasley is I think once Robbie, you know, gets healthy and can shoot, I think we're going to see some cool things from him with the ball in his hands. Cause he is a, he's a scorer. He's a scorer. He's a shooter. He's got a pretty stroke. And, you know, I, I think I think both of those guys would, would would be guys that I would definitely. But yeah, but if, if I had to pick one, it would have been Josh. And that <laughs> that 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 internalized project predict, prediction um, was definitely a, a proven true against USC. And I think we're going to see a lot more out of him. Yeah, yeah, I would have probably said the same thing, you know, and, and probably not a sleeper player. But man, I was so surprised by Brandon Whitney that last game. I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that from him. <laughs> you know, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, with freshmen having those types of games um, with freshmen, it, it's it's all about consistency. Um, and so, you know, Josh having that experience overseas and basically, you know, semi pro, almost kind of like a G League kind of uh, format kind of thing that he's played in. He's not necessarily your regular freshman. So I, I, I probably am going to say, say that we're going to probably see more him be more um, consistent, but it'll be interesting to see these freshmen that, you know, haven't had that um, like Robbie Beasley and, and Brandon Whitney um, to see how consistent they can become through the year. And also I'm, I'm really, you know, Hunter Clark, wasn't he the same kind of uh, program that Josh was in? Yeah, he he was also he was also in the NBA Global Academy, um, and 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 it and that's and, and that's a place that's produced some pretty dang good um, players as well. Um, and he averaged um, sixteen, he averaged almost seventeen five and uh, two last year, or um, a couple, yeah, last year for Australia's U twenty national team. So you know he's a guy that also has some has some pretty good experience. So it'll be interesting to see him on the court, though, with him getting here as late as he did. Um, you know, what's, what's that going to look like down the road? So, I mean, yeah. you know, just, just different things along those lines, but. Yeah. And you know, him being six, five, that would be a, a nice type of not guard, but like a shooting guard or a shooting forward to have, um, you know, with a little bit more, a little bit more height. So. Yeah. I was going to say Kendall manual esque. I mean, that yeah, would, yeah. That, that, it, it's very, it's very much in the, in the same archetype, you know, as him, you know, a big shooting guard that can also, you know, play, play a little bit of forward in a pinch, but um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see him. Um, I'm very excited. Like I keep, I keep hyping up. I'm very excited to see Robbie um, and Kyle Owens too. Just, I mean, you know, just, yeah. just, just what he's been able to do. And, you know, I've always really liked Eddie. Um, I loved his like, you know, two minutes that he got at the end of the, every first half, especially, um, you know, between, you know, really just early in the big sky, you know, uh, season towards the end. I mean, he would only get, you know, four or five minutes total a game, but he would come in there, play some defense. He's a 
big physical guy. He has, he's starting to find that stroke. He's got a nice, he's got a nice jumper. And yeah. you know, I, I would just like to see him, you know, get a little bit more in control um, with some of his stuff. But, you know, that's, that's another player that, you know, I'm, I'm very much excited to see for sure. So. Well, and I can't remember. I thought I, I um, last year, what, he wasn't on scholarship last year, was he? he maybe, was. I, maybe, maybe I'm getting him confused with Freddie. Eddie Eddie was on scholarship last year, but okay. he's not on scholarship now. Okay, okay. And Freddie's still on Brown's still on the team too, right? Freddie's still on the team. He's on an academic scholarship. Okay, okay. That's what I thought too. So that that's interesting. Yeah. No, I was yeah. No, no, no. Definitely, it's always just interesting how these how these scholarship things go. But I mean, I, I think that's the thing where, where a lot of you know good coaching and, and a guy like Travis really comes into play too. Is that you know they're 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 really, you know, fair with, with, with what they do. And they're very upfront with the players, um, you know, and to get a guy like Cameron Satterwhite and Cameron Parker, I mean, you know, those were going to require scholarships and that meant someone was probably going to have to give up a scholarship though. Um, obviously with everything that happened with this team and um, things like that, you know, the Grizz do actually believe have an open scholarship, you know, for that. So I'm, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that that could be a thing too, where Eddie might've gotten back on scholarship um, as well. So I okay. need to, I need to double check on that one, but um, at least, at least at the beginning of the season, when the team was still with the roster, um, Eddie, Eddie was not on scholarship. So now, you know, I had this question that I wrote down. He was one that I, had, I heard Nassim Gaskin with. Can you give us an update? I know he's no longer on the team, what he has been going through. Are there, have you heard of any updates on that? I mean, he was he was charged with felony strangulation and, you know, is going through the court process. He's back in California. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that 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 is what it is. That's not a guy that you yeah. really want um, in no. your program on your team. Um, you know, obviously, I don't have all the details in the incident, but it sure wasn't pretty from the police report that I saw. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I that was, you know, just uh a bad thing and 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 that's not something that you don't not only want on your team but no don't want in your community and um no. you know it's it's just it's just unfortunate that um you know that 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 the woman that you know he he assaulted had to go through that so that's just um it's just it's just terrible and um yeah. you know i yeah i mean that's just that's just honestly all that i can really really say about that i just i just know that he's in california waiting um you know the charges and stuff and and, and i'm sure due process will play out and all all, all, the, all those kind of things but um yeah. you know that's just it's just it's just sad and it's just awful for 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 the, for the young woman that had to go through that yeah and I'm, I'm glad how the grizz handled it you know they didn't you know they they didn't question or they got the report they kicked him off you know, there, there hasn't been any rumblings of, oh, we're going to bring him on or, you know, and, and, and logistically, I don't think they can because of the, the big sky rule upon, I believe, misdemeanors won't even allow it. But I don't I, I think that they're pretty firm on on. No, this is not a guy what we want in our program if he's going to do something like that. And I don't think you you want that either because it can tear apart a team. It can definitely tear apart a team very fast. And and also with your community, it, it doesn't look good. And and it, I have a daughter. I, I wouldn't want my daughter going to that school when there's those things going on. Yeah. And I mean, uh, not to go too far off topic, but I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's an absolutely terrible thing that happens, you know, on a lot of college campuses and, and, and things like that. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, especially after everything that, you know, you went through in 2013 and the trials um, for for that young man, the quarterback um, that um, names escaping me and stuff. It, it, it's Jordan just 
Thank you. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it's, 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 it's something that the university has, it's unfortunate, very unfortunate that it, it, it took, it took some of the things that, you know, uh, people had to go through in order for the, the university to finally figure out, you know, that, you know, maybe they, maybe they need to clamp down on their policies a little bit and, you know, kind of talk about those things a little bit more and more openly and be, you know, a, a, a better school overall. Um, and, and some things that they needed to figure out in their own athletic department. And, you know, I, I really think that UM's, you know, made some strides in, in, in a lot of different things, you know, inclusively, you know, diversiveness, you know, um, going through more, um, you know, against, you know, sexual assault and, and things like that. Um, you know, there's, there, there, there's a lot of things that UM has, has had to do. And, you know, from a strictly PR standpoint, um, you need, if you're the UM, you need to absolutely, you know, be very clear with, with what you're saying and what you're doing and how you're approaching these things. And that's one thing I really respect about Travis um, and, and his program specifically is that, that if anybody is doing things that are inappropriate, wrong, illegal, um, he is very clear um, on how he handles these things. And it's not something that they're going to be wishy-washy about it. It's like, you did this, you were charged with this, you're gone. I, I, and, yeah. you know, and, and, and if due process goes through and, you know, there's d- different evidence or different things that come up, you know, obviously that, that will go through it when it happens, but it, it, it's something that is, is, is critically important for any university in the United States. Um, and especially university that ha- already has a black mark, um, on its, on its uh, you know resume for lack of a better for better term there so awesome so let's get back into some sports so the first game let's go kind of over some U- the the first game USC and although we've kind of glossed over it but uh, some interesting stats you know uh, two point field goals thirty three point nine percent three point field goals twenty three point five percent you know, a, a really like kind of deceiving, kind of like nice number turnovers, only 12 turnovers, which I thought was really good. Um, but with, you know, the way that they were playing, not a lot of uh, up and down, um, you know, pace, it, it wouldn't probably lead to that. Uh, rebounding, you know, I, that was going to probably be a hard point in with who they were playing. We only got, I, I believe, my stats. We only got re- out rebounded by fourteen, which, with how big those guys were, I think that's that's a win win. I believe in in the fact that uh, the way that it was, you know, free free throw percentage. I, I saw sixty one percent, which that's kind of you know probably not where I would want it to be. But you kind of have to look at who was taking those as well. Um, you know, USC had. A, least 13 free throws more and had completed you know made eight more than us um and then one huge stat 30 bench points that's almost half of the points that we had so what were kind of some of the stats that you thought were kind of glaring and kind of stuck out to you 17 to 45 on two point attempts. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not winning basketball. Um, you know, and, and and that was one of the very first things that, you know, Travis said post game to KGVO, um, was that, you know, that's not a winning number. Um, you got to shoot better, especially got to shoot better in the first half. Um, yeah. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the turnovers. Um, that was the thing that plagued the Grizz very early last season. They started to figure it out as the season went along. It was good to see for them. Um, you know, 
uh, three point percentage two four seventeen. I mean, that's not entirely um, un un unpar for the course. I don't know, um, but it, that I mean, that's that's kind of been the Grizz's mo is that you know they don't shoot a ton of threes. Um, Satterwhite going zero for seven from behind the arc was a big one, um, and sixteen and twenty six from the free throw line too was. Probably not. Probably not what the Grizz wanted as well. So, and yeah, stay, staying out of foul trouble as well. So, um, those are all those are all things that you know I think that they need to to, to figure out. And as the as the rotations get get cohesive more, I, I think that I think we'll start to start to see that a little bit. Yeah, and you know those bench points, you know that's got a kind of a um, a glaring thing to it too as well. But you got to take an effect that uh, a lot of the players that were on the <laughs> we're in the starting rotation. We're in foul trouble as well, too. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, obviously, Brandon coming off the bench with 17 of those 30 points. You know, that's always yeah. big. And um, you know, Kyle didn't start either. I think he had um, 11 in that game. So, I mean, <laughs> right, right there between those two guys, that's that's a that's a big chunk of your bench points. And but I mean, that's good. Uh, if Brandon and Kyle are going to be able to come off the bench, or you know, probably occasionally pinch start, or maybe even start as we go through the season, um, those are going to be big things for the Grizz as well. So overall, what were your thoughts on the USC game? I think we've kind of glossed over them, but any other thoughts on the USC game that you had? Just really just that I, I think that it was a good learning experience for the Grizz to see some of that athleticism and talent that that they saw. I mean, seeing a lottery pick, seeing a lottery pick in your first game of the season is always a good wake-up call. Um, yeah. and, um you know, I, I just and just really just it, it's just going to take some time for a lot of these new guys to, to to figure some things out and you know get you know back into back into basketball. Um, but defensively, I think the Grizz are fine. Um, and and as we go through the season, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll I'm sure more will become clear. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Sedman and Hollinger and Anderson all in foul trouble. I think that kind of played a uh, a huge effect and, and what things were going to look like um which i'm kind of sad about that i wish though that wouldn't have happened to kind of see where we would have been without that and to see how that would have uh, not affected us as well so yeah yeah no 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 definitely so um the, the, again the, the foul trouble to dj was 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 probably the biggest thing in that game i think but i mean you know those those are things that you know the grizz also don't call a whole lot of fouls in practice so it's one of those things like oh yeah we're 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 you know back into you know NCA officiating and stuff like that and and and, and no real diss on the on the officials either I, I thought they called a pretty fair game for the most part yeah um but um yeah i mean it's just one of those things where you just gotta be a little bit smarter you know about your fouls and you know that that'll come you know and there's so many young guys on this team that you know they're they're still figuring out those things and you know what 266 days since they played their last you know basketball game <laughs> yeah so, I mean, like it, it it'll it, it'll take it'll take an, it'll it'll take a bit of a lesson period exactly so i i really feel comfortable in this team i, I believe they're going to do a lot of damage in the big sky um you know and i, I unlike in years past it's probably not going to be gore uh, heavy on the guard oriented i think it's going to be more oriented on the big um which guard do you think will 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 step up and which guard do you think needs to step up well i mean i think we've already seen brandon kind of step up but yeah. I, I really do think that um you know Cameron Parker um is really going to have to take control of, of this team when when Travis sets him at the one to 
to, to, to really, you know, take, take advantage of the opportunities he's given. Um, and Josh, when Josh has a chance to shoot, he needs to shoot. Um, yeah. you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, we all know that can do some pretty, pretty cool things with a ball in his hands. So, um, him getting more comfortable off ball is going to be big. And yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think those three guys are big. Um, and just, you know, Eddie can do, um, in, in a variety of situations, um, it, it's going to be big as well. So one thing that I saw, you know, that I probably didn't see a lot of last year was the Grizz did play some two, three zone in that game. Um, I don't know if that's something that they're going to try to do this year with, with the, in the bigs that they have do you think that that's something that they were they could use farther in the big side conference or is that just something that they use during the usc game oh i, I think it's definitely something that we'll, that we'll see maybe a little bit more this year um i, I think they have a i think they have some of the athletes to, to to do that um a little bit more and i mean you know travis is travis usually drops back into the zone i mean they def, they definitely do some man but um it, it'll be i i think i think they have some of the some of the some different athletes this year that that will help them you know kind of get through get through that a little bit too so i i, I think i think that'll be big and um but yeah you know with 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 usc i mean obviously it's you know one of those things where you're trying to you know prevent evan mobley and isaiah mobley from from really dominating you in the paint and and honestly they i mean they they did a pretty good job with they did a pretty good job with those two guys just you know usc was able to hit some some threes early on and you know kind of yeah. kind of bring out that zone a little bit um and, and and get the guys peeking out a little bit but you know if 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 a team's hitting shots against a zone like that i mean it's 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 hard to to, to, to try to switch around things. But I mean, again, Travis is a, Travis is a great defensive coach. And um, I, I think it's something that will definitely uh, clear itself up as, uh, as the season goes on. Yeah. And I, I was surprised at how USC really, you know, didn't attack over the top with a lot more lobs. You know, there was a couple that lobs that they had, but I, I thought, you know, with their length and their size, they would have done that a whole lot more. Yeah, I, I was I was definitely a little bit surprised too. I, I think honestly, for USC, it kind of comes down to guard play as well. Um, I was not particularly impressed with their guards. I mean, they were they were fine. I'm not going to yeah. say and that Taj Eddy isn't a good player. You know, Drew Peterson had a pretty good game from as well. Um, it, it was very efficient um, with, with with what he did, though though he did have three turnovers. So um, I, I think that I think that kind of came down to some of their guard play because I mean they have the they have the post to be able to do some of the things that they want to do. But um, I, I just I think that the I mean the Grizz guards did pretty well as well. I mean you know. Brandon Whitney was really solid um, when he was on yeah. defense and, and, and when, when, when he was playing up. And, um, you know, I was pretty impressed with Cam Parker's defense and, um, you know, Satterway. And, and again, you know, Satterway didn't have a good offensive game, but you know, he was decent, you know, driving in and kicking out. And then on the other side, too, you know, being able to guard guard his man as well. And, you know, obviously a little bit bigger at 6'4", so a little bit more length. So, I mean, those are those are just some things that, you know, I, like I said before, I think that will clear up as the as the as the season goes along. So this is my last question. What are some areas that you think that could possibly hurt this team this year? Well, I mean, and I think that kind of goes, you know, it's just, again, it's just going to be, you know, can, can they shoot for, can they shoot for a percentage? I mean, you know, that's going to be one of the biggest things. Are they, are they going to settle for bad shots? Are they going to be able to, to actually get to the post game that they want? Um, and, uh, and yeah, Cause they so. did that. They did that a little bit too. They settled for an, a jump shot. They didn't get it. And and and, and it's going to be hard for, with USC. It's going to be hard to get a layup against those big guys, but they did settle a lot for a jump shot rather than looking, um, and, and going in inside as well. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I think those things that I think those things will be very clear on film. And um, one of the things that Travis is usually from the first game to the second game, there's there, there's some some changes and stuff. And um, but but again, you know, this is this is a good team. It's a bunch of good guys. Um, they listen. They're, they're very coachable. Um, and 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 they'll they'll figure it out, especially once it comes to big sky play. I, I, I have a lot of high hopes for this team. And I think that Chris fans should be should be pretty excited about it. Exactly. Any predictions for the two Southern Utah games? Oh, that's tough. Um, well, I guess one prediction: <laughs> the the starting five won't be the same. I, I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> be, but uh, I I think I think we might see Brandon Whitney start. Um, I think we might see Kyle Owen start. But um, but you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Josh get another start too. Josh Bannon will get another start too. So um, yeah, I, I guess my biggest prediction will probably be. I think the starting lineup would be a little bit different. So, um, but you know, I, I I could definitely see Montana, you know, splitting those games, winning both of them. Um, you know, I don't think Southern Utah's actually played a game yet. Um, double checking here, yeah, um, yeah, SUU hasn't played a game, or no, I yeah, no, they played two. Yeah, they, that. Um, yeah, they it, played. Yeah, they, they lost to Loyola Marymount and uh, beat St. Catherine. Um, so, yeah. yeah, um, you know, obviously John Knight's a great player. Um, and, and, and Tevi and Jones, you know, as well. So, I mean, those are two guys, Harrison Butler, you know, as a third and, and Fawcett back again from last year as well. So, um, yeah, there, 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 there'll definitely be a good matchup for the Grizz, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that John Knight is, is <laughs> he, he's a fun player to watch. Um, he reminds me a lot of Westbrook a little bit. Um, probably not the outside shot as much that, you know, Westbrook really doesn't have an outside shot anyways, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he's an always an interesting player to watch as well. So uh, it'll be an interesting game. Um, but Hey, Jordan, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and spending your time with me and, and always uh, love chatting with you and I'll have to have you on again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam, I, I really appreciate it. Um, excited to excited to get the season going. And, and, and uh, yeah, again, thanks for, thanks for having me on, man. That's going to do it for another episode of fight on Montana. I would like to thank my guest, Jordan Hansen for coming on and spending some time with us and talking some Grizz basketball. Thank you to the listeners for listening. Like always, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast at. And until the next time, fight on.